Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. I broadcast every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Influencers Channel. And you can listen to all of our shows on most podcast platforms. If you have Apple Podcasts, please subscribe. And before we get going, here's a big thank you to some amazing sponsors of our show. Please stay tuned for an important message from Green Chef, a certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable. And coming up is a significant message from Rothy's about women's shoes, which my wife says are the best she ever wore. And listen for an important message from Pantheon to build, manage, and optimize your most important brand asset, your website. More info on them just ahead, so please stay tuned. Today's show is with Esty Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. All right, here's some info on Esty. SD Rand built a six-figure business with zero dollars in ad spend in under two years with a fully virtual team while raising five kids. She first discovered her secret scaling sauce at age of 10 when she built her first successful bracelet business. She then paid her way through college with a note-taking business without taking a single note. Here we go. Welcome to the show, SD. It's so great to have you on. I am just intrigued by everything you've done. You're the marketing maven. And I can't wait to just jump into this. So welcome and thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. That's great. And Esty, first things first, I'd like to just get a little history on you and find out how did it all start for you, please? What's your backstory? Sure. So I think it goes back to 2011 when I was sitting with a recruiter and trying to get a new job. I had just left my job as the CIO of multinational nonprofit because the workplace had become toxic. And I was a mom and I had always promised myself that I would never let my career get in the way of my family. I grew up in a home where money was way more important than people. And I don't want that for my life. And so I left my job when it stopped being in balance with my family. And I was having trouble finding another one. And I'm sitting with this headhunter and she says to me, Esty, what's the dream? And the dream was I wanted to help small business owners. I had been having side businesses of my own from the time I was 10, always profitable in all different areas and industries. And I said, you know what? I see all these people. They're trying to make a go of their dream and they just don't know anything. <laughs> it, it, it makes me nuts. I'm watching all these ads go out and hearing people in coffee shops going, I'm going to sell cupcakes for like $5. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? And so I confided in this headhunter who was a former McKinsey consultant who herself was running her own small business in, as a recruiter. And I'm like, perfect. Like, she's going to totally validate this. And she looks at me and she goes, Esty, no one will take you seriously. No one will hire you. You need at least another 20 years corporate level experience before anyone ever pays you for your advice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she shredded me completely. I was devastated because she was like, I was really looking up to her for that. And I'm sitting on this dream and I so badly wanted to do it. And then here comes this person who to me was in such a place of power to build me and she shredded me. Um, But you know what? She was wrong because 400 something clients later and tens of thousands of dollars, really hundreds of thousands of dollars later, people were totally cool benefiting from my advice. Wow. What a story. And I've been through your bio, I've been through your website, and I am so impressed at what you've done starting at the ripe age of 10 years old with your own business, 
But that isn't what blows me away. What blows me away is you paid your way through college. That is so expensive. And it still hurts me to think of what I paid and, and the trauma I've been and the fact that you did this. My hat's off to you. That is absolutely stellar. What an accomplishment. Thank you. Well, I did hack it a little bit. So to understand how I paid my way through college, I ran a business in high school, a note-taking business, where I didn't take any notes. I photocopied other people's notes. It was basically one of those, like, people are lazy, and if you do stuff for them, they'll pay you money. And so, like, we were a senior class that was totally checked out, and I saw an opportunity, right? There were a few people who took notes. We all wanted to pass our finals without studying, right? We want to get more, work less, always my motto. And there was just this long line of people who wanted to copy notes, right? Pre-smartphones, pre-tablets, like a little bit later than carbon paper. You're right in that center where people photocopy things. And so I said to everyone, listen, I'll copy all the notes. I'll deliver it to your desk. You'll pay the same thing you would pay the store, but you'll get it all in your hands. They're like, SD, like, why would we say no? I said, you wouldn't. And then I went to the store and I said, listen, I'm going to be making thousands and thousands of copies over this year. I want a discount. And I told people, I was totally transparent. I said, I'm going to get a discount that you couldn't get. And I'm going to take care of it for you. And we all win. And they're like, great. And I made a couple hundred bucks, got all my notes for free. And I got a full five-figure scholarship to university based on that business. Remarkable. Brilliant. You're very smart at this. I love it. And now we're going to jump into marketing because you are so good. You're one of those people, as a prodigy, people would say you were born to market. You must have some Italian blood in you, Esty. I, you know what? I actually have um, by association, right? So I was raised more by a babysitter than a mom and she was Italian. So I totally have Italian associative blood. Oh, there you go. That explains the whole thing. Okay. Mystery solved because Italians are the best marketers in the world. We take coffee and we make it amazing with cappuccino and lattes. We take regular clothes and we make them fashion and we just take anything. It's just amazing how it's that flair, that essence. I love it. So let's dive into some marketing because you have a statement you made, which is, I think is profound. You talk about truthful marketing, the only way to sell in 2019? Yeah, because I think that people are really done with the liars and the fakers and the charlatans and all those people who keep trying to make big promises and can't deliver. Now, marketing is a manipulation, okay? And I'm the first to admit it. However, manipulation is not bad. To manipulate just means to form. Marketing is very powerful. I read psychology books for fun, right? Marketing is probably 95% psychology. It's understanding the human mind and how you form perceptions and how you create and communicate value to people and convince them to do things. Now, you can misuse that and you can manipulate people. And we all have that vision of that, you know, used car salesman of the 70s where he's like, this car is going to change your life. It's unbelievably beautiful. I got it just yesterday. It was $10,000, but for you, only $299.99. And I am going to guarantee you that this is going to be the best car you ever drove. And by the way, I'll give you your money back in like five years if you ever come and find me, but I'll be long gone after you pay me. <laughs> and like, we know this guy and people are just like, ew, ew, you know, <laughs> we're so sick of it. I just ran and into him. You straight into him, exactly. And I think, you know, that used to work. We had information asymmetry where the seller knew more than the buyer and they would try to convince them that things were good for them that weren't necessarily. And I think it's just wrong. 
honestly, like you have no integrity if you're trying to convince something, someone of something that's not good for them. However, right. Marketing is the power to help convince people to get things that are yes, good for them. Right. Marketing is what got people to use toothpaste and have their teeth last longer. All right. There's a great story about um, one of the original marketers who got Crest to become this multinational brand and how he hooked people in using marketing and psychology. So that's an amazing tool. And I believe that the only way to market in 2019 is to come from your place of truth market things that you want to bring to the world and that are going to really genuinely help people and to know the truth about marketing that is manipulation. There are so many things you do need to understand about price theory and price anchoring, about positioning, about how placement makes a difference, about how the channels work, about different types of promotion. There's so much to know, but that's the truth about marketing. If you know the truth about marketing and you market from your place of truth, you're not only guaranteed success, you're guaranteed raving fans. Yes, you are. You couldn't have said it any better. That is absolutely correct. And I, you know, to add on, you may have mentioned this because you spoke very, very quick, where you do it to really just give and help that person. Money comes secondary. You do a good job the way I look at it. The money follows. But you do a good job. You really help that person to scale up or do whatever it is that they have to accomplish. And it's just such a great feeling. Totally. And I think we're moving so much more towards service, right? Product-based businesses are the race to zero margins. Amazon's making sure of that. And not that that product-based businesses are not a good way to go. They're still valid. There is still what to do there. Majority of businesses now are service and the vast majority of small businesses are service because small business owners have a very hard time competing in the manufacturing space. And so when you look at service, what problem are you solving for someone? And if you're not solving a problem, it ain't going to go. It'll catch up to you. You can sell somebody once, twice, three times, but welcome to the land of the internet where everyone's got an opinion and they're going to blast it out there and people will find it about you. And you can't be a faker for very long. There's no other city for you to move to. There's nowhere for you to hide if you're a faker today. That is so true. So true. Well said. And I want to talk more about some of these points. There's so much that you've just said that I want to comment on. But I do want to make sure we cover a few key points, such as the three stages to scaling any business. That really caught my eye. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So all the businesses that I've worked with, I find they're either in zero to one, one to two, or two to three. Zero to one is where you've got an idea and you just want to test out if it works. Okay, so your initial launch, right? Zero to one is idea to business. Can this thing make money? Can it make real money? Are there people who want it? At that stage, just test Don't invest anything more than your time and a very minimal amount of money, like nothing. If you can, like I like to not invest more than $100 at that stage. Just test it out. See if there are people who want this. If it's product based and you can't produce something, you can do a Kickstarter. There's so many ways to get people's attention. So step number one, zero to one, test, don't invest. Next stage is one to two. This is where number one has worked. People are buying this thing. It's working. You've got money, but it's it's still like messy, right? There's no cohesive plan, um, a little bit all over the place. We're not clear on the audience. We haven't quite streamlined things. And so at this stage, we solidify and we stabilize. So zero to one, test, don't invest. One to two, solidify and stabilize. Figure out the best clients and customers that you've got for your business. Get your systems dialed in. Start hiring staff. Start delegating. Start focusing on the things that bring you the most money. Chuck the things that bring you less. Focus on the customers who you bring the most value to. Notice I did not say who bring the most value to you. And I meant that. Focus on the customers who you bring the most value to and solidify and stabilize. And once you have done that, you'll have a stable 
working, thriving business, and you can go two to three, which is your next level. Now, next level, we teach five different growth strategies, but they boil down into two categories, which is more to more and more to same. Okay. More to more is where I'm going to sell more of the same thing I'm selling now, whether it is photography services, light bulbs, or consulting, it does not matter. I'm going to sell more of this same thing to more people. Right. And so that's a strategy of mass promotion. And we're going to do a lot of outbound marketing or we'll do, you know, different inbound marketing strategies, really getting out there, trying to get a new audience for this thing that we know helps so many people. The other direction is more to same. And that's where I say, look, I've got a solid audience of people who love me, who love what I do. What else can I give them? So I'll add more products into my product suite or I'll ask more services or I'll do partnerships or I'll do affiliates and I will see what else can I do to service my existing audience and sell more things to the same people. And that's when we start to grow. And again, as you hit deeper into level three, you start doing both of those. But initially to get from two to three, you do one direction first. This is very deep, SD. And by the way, are these points available if I go to sdrand.com and I'm going to spell that E-S-T-I-E. R-A-N-D, sdrand.com. Yes. So we've got so much information on the site. You will definitely be able to see all these different things. We've got free gifts. We've got mini courses. Uh, we've got a lot of this there. Check out sdrand.com. And I've got a podcast where I talk about a lot of this as well, all on sdrand.com. E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D. You spelled that right. Thank you. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just Ahead, the check continues with SD Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. There's something for everyone. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. Get deliciousness delivered. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, vegan and vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. There's something for everyone. My wife and I made walnut flautas. Delish! I have to say again, the food delivered is of very high quality. For a total of $75 off, that's $25 off each of your first three boxes, go to greenchef.us slash Tony75. It's so tasty, check it out. For a total of $75 off, that's $25 off each of your first three boxes, go to greenchef.us slash Tony75. I got a pair of Rothy's shoes for my wife. The box is a great presentation in itself with a beautiful royal blue tab that you pull along the perforation to open the box. Over and over, she said they're the best fitting shoes she's ever had, ever. They were so comfortable that she didn't want to take them off. She wears her Rothy's around the house and says they massage her feet. I'm blown away by her response and will be getting her another pair ASAP. They're definitely worth every penny plus some. 
You know Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns and they're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three you love. Another major bonus, they're fully machine washable. Every time they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in the washing machine. It's like getting a fresh pair every laundry day. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash Tony, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Tony. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash Tony today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with SD Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. After a six-year stint as the CIO of a multinational eight-figure NPO, Esty chose to leave and use her skills to help micro-business owners and launched a high school incubator teaching business sense to teens. All right, and now back to the chat with Esty. And another thing that I think you do very, very well is you know how to leverage social media to close deals. Can you give us some insights on that? Yeah. So social media, I feel like is a big black box for so many people, whether they're on it or not. And simplest way I can explain it is you have to understand that it's a party, right? Websites like your house or your store, it's your home base. It's where you live and you want to structure that accordingly. Uh, Social media is a party. It's someone else's and you're going and you're visiting. So the first thing you got to do is choose your party. Right. You want to go to the party where your people are at. You could be on Facebook all day long. But if your main clients and customers aren't there, it won't work for your business. Same for Instagram, same for LinkedIn, same for YouTube, same for Twitter. Each one is a different kind of party. And those are the five main platforms that are being used today to generate revenue and business. And, you know, again, Facebook, I like to say it's like a reunion party. Right. Everyone's there meeting old friends. I met you at the conference. I know you're from high school. Oh, we met through so and so, you know, and there's a, a certain kind of camaraderie, a familiarity for the Facebook party. LinkedIn's a giant networking event. That's my favorite platform. Instagram, I like to think of as a coffee shop, right? Everyone's kind of sitting around. They're like light chatter. There's pretty pictures on the walls. Twitter's like street <laughs> corners, right? Very few deals are closed on Twitter because of it. Because if you think about it, deals are closed in coffee shops. They're totally closed in networking events, even at reunions. But on street corners, like Twitter, everyone's just like, me, 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 me. And like, like they just do these little things out. So it's great for networking. It's great for learning. It's great for brand recognition. Very hard to close deals from everyone that I've spoken to. LinkedIn's amazing to close deals. Again, networking event. People are here for business, especially if you're in B2B. You better get on LinkedIn. Instagram works for anyone who is in a visual business. Okay. So anything that has an aesthetic element, any of the arts, photographies, food, all the things that you see on there totally sell well on Instagram, but there's got to be a personal connection there as well. Um, each party has its nuances. So if you want to close deals on social, there's five main steps, right? One, you got to pick your party. Two, you got to make sure you're dressed nicely for the party. That's your profile. That's understanding what the page looks like, what, how the platform, how the algorithms work um, in terms of what you should look like to show up when people search for things and how they want to find you. Then you got to join the conversation and every platform has a different type of conversation going on. But social media is social. If you're not getting social on social media, it ain't going to work for you. So you got to join that conversation. The way you join it is one of two ways you either and really want to do both, but you're either commenting on other people's posts, giving feedback and meeting people that way, right? It's like standing at a party, right? Someone says something, you're like, yeah, you know, I had an experience like that and blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of getting involved or right. Starting your own conversations, writing your own posts, posting things and helping people get to know you in that way. So that was number three. 
Number four is you want to move it to the DMs. Every social media platform has these four key elements, right? They've got profiles, they've got chats, the ability to comment on and post your own things and a private one-on-one area where you can reach out to people. So you want to get into that one-on-one. If you want to close deals on social, you got to move it into the one-on-one. Again, just like at a real party, you're not going to close deals standing in a big group of 30 people. You're going to pull someone aside and have a private chat with them. And then you really want to close deals on social. You got to know it doesn't happen on social. You get them out of that chat and onto a a phone call or you put them in your online funnel or wherever you're going to move them to you move them off the platform to close the deal that's your five-step plan so true wow so much information so much advice and takeaways this is great we're moving through so much material all right let me stump you you're growing fast your business is really taking off you're hiring people you so and you got to move fast because when the opportunity is there you've got to take it and I can tell that you're that type of person. You're probably moving like lightning while you're working. But then you've got these people, you like them, but they're not kind of working out. So how do you hire and fire, let's call it, for lack of a better way, and still keep everyone happy? So I like to have this thing I call my self-firing system, where we bring people in, we train them with a three-part system. It's called push, pull, assess, right? So again, at first I'm looking for the right person, but if I want to keep that good relationship, I'm going to give over what I want to the person and I'm going to say, hey, you know, do you have everything you need? That's the pull. So push is not being pushy. It's where I give over. I push out of myself what I need them to do. And I'm very specific and I use my five W's or my four W's in an H, right? Who, what, where, when, how or who, what, where, when, why, like, what, what is this thing I'm expecting of you? And then I ask for feedback. I pull from them. Do you have everything you need? Is this a task you can complete? Can you complete in the required time frame? Right. And then we do an assessment, whether it's daily, weekly, bi-monthly, right. You set, set assessments with people and it becomes very clear to them if it's not working out because you've said to them, I need this. They've said to you, I can do this. And when you do the assessment and you say, Hey, where's this thing? If it's, they're not delivering it, you say, okay, like what's happening? Right. And you go back and it becomes so clear to both of you that the person's just like, listen, you know, I see it's just not working and that's it. And, and I have done this with a few people and we totally stayed on good terms. That's very interesting where the person realizes that it's just not quite for them for whatever reason. Right. They'll, they'll want to back out and say, you know, let's let's just stay friends and, and do something. Yeah, that's else. why I call it self-firing because they fire themselves. Self-firing. Very interesting concept. And I know we've talked a lot about this. We've talked about so many points, and I want to actually circle back to some of the comments. But one of the things that you tout is earning money with less headache and less time. You may have gone over this. You may not have. But let's kind of drill into this for sure. Sure. So that is my motto. And that is my reason for being right. I believe that everyone can get more effective and efficient. So more money is sales, less headache is systems. Every business stands on those two things, right? Sales is that growth engine. That's the marketing. So if your sales aren't working, that's what you need to work on. And that is when you get just, you know, from zero to two, a lot of it is about sales. Zero to one is all sales. One to two is where you're still doing more sales and you begin to integrate systems. Two to three is all systems. Scaling is all going to be systems because you've dialed in sales. And so more money is sales, less headache is systems. When you put those two together, you really can work less and earn more. Very interesting. And for the audience, one of the things that Esty boasts and says, hey, I can do this, is that she can turn any idea, no matter how crazy, into real money. So I like to talk about that because there's all sorts of ideas. You mentioned some earlier and you've done your own, sold bracelets in school, you did notes. Tell us about how we can inspire people who have these ideas and turn them into business. 
Sure. So listen, ideas to money is really marketing. Marketing is, is that key that unlocks turning money, turning ideas into money. Sorry. And I mean, you can pick my brain, throw out any idea at me and I'll, I'll show you how it converts. It's looking at it from a marketing angle. And I, I do, I have this whole um, mini course actually. It's called the one hour marketing strategy. You can actually check it out at onehourmarketingstrategy.com. And it kind of walks you through the process that you need to turn ideas into money or to turn money into more money. And it's about creating and communicating value to the audience. So any idea you have, you got to find its source, find that passion place, find that light that you're trying to bring to the world, find the people who want it. And then we build everything around that. I like that, Esty. And if we go to SDRand.com, can we see the link for the one hour marketing? Yes, you'll see it in the programs tab. You have a podcast. What's the name of your podcast, Esty? Sure. It's called the Business Breakthrough Podcast with Esty Rand. And I'm so hard to lose online, guys. Just type in my name. As long as you spell it right, you're going to find everything. And tell us about your podcast in terms of what can the audience get from it? Like you interview successful people that give advice? Sure. So I'll tell you what I do. Actually, there are so many business podcasts out there that feature these rags to riches story, right? Is that the proverbial, I was homeless and then I had this epiphany and now I have like five yachts and you listen to them and you're just like, <laughs> I cannot relate to you, you know? And so I wanted to make something that was much more relatable. And so I interview successful business owners, but ranging from freelancers to multimillionaires. Like we've had a full range of industries and income levels and levels of success on the show. And we talk not only about their journey, to success, but also we ask them to give advice because we're focused on small business owners. And then I talk to them about a current struggle. I got to tell you, it's super fun to hear the struggles of millionaires. It really is. And they do it live on air. It's great. And we work through it live on air. So that's kind of what makes my show a little different than a lot of the business shows out there. I've been told also that I ask very good questions and the show is not scripted. So it's really, you get to kind of sit and listen in on me talking to these super cool business owners and picking out of their brain everything that you might want to know, how you can mimic their success, and then hear how relatable they are according to what they're still struggling with today, not in the previous life. Ooh, I like that. Okay, everybody, you heard it. Go to sdran.com and click that podcast button. Check it out. Download it. Get the Google. Get the app. I'm sure it's available everywhere and anywhere, as most podcasts are. So look it up on Spotify, everything. You cannot lose this one. There you go. I like that. I like that, especially the fact that it's spontaneous and it's live and you just go where it goes. That's very cool. I like that a lot. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Esty Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Whether you're developing your personal brand, building your own business, or working for a large organization, your online presence is critical to your success. Pantheon is the leading web ops provider, powering more than 285,000 websites and trusted by small businesses, startups, and some of the most well-known brands like Coach and Yale University. Rated as the leading product for both small businesses and enterprises, and named one of the top 10 software products of 2019 by G2 Crowd, Pantheon's WebOps platform helps you build, manage, and optimize 
your most important brand asset, your website. Whether you're just beginning to build your dream or are already well on your way, Pantheon can help you deliver the best online experience and future-proof your digital presence. Learn more at pantheon.io slash Tony. That's Pantheon, P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N dot I-O slash Tony. Pantheon.io slash Tony. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with SD Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. And now back to the chat with our guests. SD, we've covered so much in such little time. I am so impressed. You are a marketing maven with what you've gone over. I mean, I've written a couple books on marketing and I totally understand a lot of what you said and you've given some great, great advice, some great insights. I urge the audience, play this again. Check it out. There's a lot of gems here. And I just want to thank you so much, Esty. This was great. We really appreciate it. And please come back and share some more with us. Totally. Tony, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. We're on. Great. Esty Rand, marketing maven at estyrand.com, E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com. And now we have Mario Knopfel join us. Mario Knopfel bootstrapped his first business at age 22, seven figures by year one and eight figures by year two, scaling to over 40 countries. He expanded to other very different businesses, one reaching seven figures in less than six months. Also, Mario went through a series of devastating black swan events almost crippling some of his companies and survived against all odds. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Mario. It is such an honor to have you with us today. Pleasure is all mine, Tony. Mario, for someone that has 14 successful businesses at your age, I asked the audience before we even start, do you know anyone who has so many successful businesses, regardless of age, Well, check this out. Listen, we're going to go into some really interesting points here on what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. So listen up and let's get into it. Oh, before we start, Mario, first things first, let's kind of go into your backstory because you've had some major events happen. Tell us, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Oh, that's insane. So backstory, how I got into business and how I built my first business. Sure. Uh, so I, I was at university. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the word entrepreneurship. I was at university in Melbourne, Australia. And my plan was to finish uni. I was studying like crazy, doing a lot of self-development, a lot of courses to public speaking and all that. And then I read a story about a little boy. His name was Farah Gray. And in my mind, I'll make my millions when I'm in my late 20s, 30s. That's the path. You finish university and I was doing banking and finance. And then I read that Farah made his first million dollars at age 14, I think it was. And that freaked me out. I knew that at 22, I was, I think 21 was not too young and immediately dropped out of university and started hustling to make money and then built my first business and and the rest is history. And I can get to go through it when you're ready. That's absolutely impressive. And I understand that you made your first business doing something that probably 
many of us shun and hate. And I want to tell you, I've actually done it when I was very young, and that is door-to-door sales. When I was like a teenager, I did door-to-door sales, selling, selling, trying to sell different things. And I was terrible at all of them. And you made a million dollars. Mario, this is like crazy. Yes, yeah, so I, I made my million right after door knocking. So I started door knocking. I was making six figures then. But I, 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 I had a lot of, I wouldn't say ego, but a lot of pride. So I would, I can never imagine someone telling me, hey, get out of my office. Or can you see the door behind you? We'll walk back through it. Or, um, you know, get out of here before I might let my dogs loose. So I, I would never imagine being treated like this. Even though it was the, only like, you know, 1% of the people I, I knock on their door that treat me, in, or even less, half a percent, because um, I had a very strong personality. But it wasn't my thing. Um, but it worked out well. So I've applied to a few jobs after dropping out of university. And the one that accepted me on the day was a commission-only salesperson job. And I made a few thousand dollars on day one going out selling water filters. And um, it was pretty good. So I started doing it on a daily basis and um, cashed up pretty quickly. Started building a commission-only sales team and door knocked till I discovered eBay and then made my first million dollars selling products, blenders, online, starting on eBay and then launching a website. So that's how I made my first seven figures in year one with my first business at age 22 and then eight figures by year two. Eight figures by year two and now you have 14 highly successful businesses. We're just going to scrap everything and rewrite the book. Now, one thing that caught my attention in terms of what you say about listening to successful entrepreneurs, and I know we have a lot on our show as well, but you talk about, you have to realize that their, their advice is anecdotal in that it's a story, it's how they did it, as opposed to perhaps how to do it. I like to kind of really dive into this a little bit and and tell us your point of view on this. Great respect, Tony. Honestly, after you know, it seems you've read a bit about what I, you know things I've said, but for you to point out that particular point that most people ignore, I think it's extremely valuable for anyone listening to this. Listening to successful entrepreneurs, if you listen to a lot of them and you read a lot of the books, you'll see that a lot of the advice you get contradict each other, and different entrepreneurs talk about different things. And don't always agree on the same thing. How can that be? If they're all successful, isn't there one way to achieve success? Well, luck plays a big role in success, but you don't know how big. Now, someone who launches one business and makes millions is more likely to have luck playing a role in their business than a person who launches a business, makes a lot of money, and does it again and again and again. So going back to anecdotal advice. So if you listen to someone who's telling you how they achieve success and in their mind, that's the way to make to, to achieve success and that's it because they did it that way. Well, they're one person. There's millions of people that have made hundreds of millions of people over the years that became wealthy. They're one person. Why would you listen to one person when there's so many other people that achieve success? So a better way of doing it rather than listening to one person, rather than listening to one person about one doctor or listening to one dietitian, listening to one anything is, you know, triangulate, for example. That's what Ray Dalio talks about in his book, uh, Principles. What Ray Dalio did, he had a surgeon, a neuro, not a neurosurgeon, a surgeon check his intestines for cancer or something. One surgeon said, you have to cut out your intestines. So Ray Dalio is a billionaire hedge fund founder, biggest hedge fund in the world. One surgeon said, you have to cut out your intestines. Another one said, you don't have to do anything. And the third one said, you have to have some sort of therapy. Three surgeons, all of them, you know, experts in their field, and they gave different advice. And the same thing with entrepreneurs. 
or, or influencers or people that teach others. Different people will give you different advice. The people you should listen to are the ones that are open-minded, self-aware, and are humble enough to give you objective advice. They might say to you, look, I achieved success this way. So I, I achieved my success, Tony, doing certain things. It doesn't mean you should do the same because that don't apply to everyone. And if, I, if you give this advice, if, if I give my formula for success to everyone saying this is the way to do it, that could actually hurt other entrepreneurs because it wouldn't apply to them. And that's something that bothers me a lot. Now, I've launched my businesses in different, in various fields. So e-commerce, consulting, I've got a, a VC fund, I'm a partner at a law firm, different industries. So it gave me a taste of different ways of doing things. And there's no formula to achieve success. And that's why I think it's important for anyone listening to all this information online, reading all these books, taking these courses, to remember to always look for objective advice and listen to the people that give up, yeah, just are objective about the way they've achieved success and when giving advice. I'm not sure if that makes sense, so I've just talked a lot without actually getting to the point. But I do think it's an important point, and I hope I gave it justice. You did well, and I'm, I'm still soaking this in. One thing that you mentioned that caught my attention right away, and I want to talk about it, is you mentioned something about the role that luck you talked about luck, and that's really something because I don't think we've ever talked about luck in any of my shows, though I probably could be mistaken. Maybe we did somewhere. You run 14 successful businesses, so there can't be much luck in it. So what is it? Just this drive that you are going to make it no matter what? Because I know you've been through a couple of Black Swan events, which for the audience, you know, catastrophic, unforeseen circumstances that just wipe you out. I've had two of them. I was totally hacked, shut down out of business for a while while I was doing my podcast. Oh, wow. I'm not even sure that I even talk about that, but it's there's events that happen that we don't choose. There's, and so you could say it's reverse luck because something happens. We don't expect it. It comes. It just devastates us. But the thing is, some of us, the, the successful ones, such as you, you get up and you just don't stop. You're like, you know, you just keep going and keep going. There's got to be something there that keeps you propelled and going forward no matter what. First point you mentioned is about the, the role luck plays in success. Luck plays a role in everyone's entire life. Whether you get in an accident, you miss an accident, you get into an industry at the right time, you meet the right person at the right time. You can increase your, the amount of luck that you come across and make sure you capitalize on it by meeting more people, finding out more opportunities, learning as much as you can, testing different business strategies. So the more you're out there and you're aware, looking for the next opportunity, when luck comes, something that you didn't expect, meeting the right person, you're ready to capitalize on it. So when I started my first business and I made my first seven figures, I've tried selling many products door to door. Many of them failed. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky. Then I stumbled. The car, uh, one of my salespeople told me, hey, Mario, this blender, this client wants a blender, and they can't find an affordable one. If my salesperson didn't meet that client by coincidence and tell me about them, Fruity might never exist in my first successful business. But I was ready and prepared. As soon as that opportunity came through, I capitalized on it and doubled down. So as an entrepreneur, 
find the right industry, the right product. And when you start getting clients, when you start getting a return, whether it's luck or not, capitalize on it. That's what's within your control. Opportunities will come and go. But when they come and you notice them, just make the most out of it. Now, if you want to read about luck and what role it plays in life or business, Malcolm Gladwell has a great book called, um, what's it called? I forgot. Malcolm Gladwell, one of his books talks about that. And um, there's another one called The Success Equation. So that's what luck, that's the role of luck. doesn't mean it's completely outside your control and you can increase the return on luck, you could call it. And I think one of the books calls it, that's not my term, one of the books uses that term. This is the Tony D'Urso Show. Just ahead, the chat continues with Esty Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Would you like a lot of people checking out your sales page, your branding page, your podcast? Like a lot of us, are you just trying to do it all yourself? Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Are you downloading free ebooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? Been there, done that. Why not just get good targeted traffic and cut to the chase? Skip the extra steps and get the visitors you want now. Imagine how you would feel if you had thousands and thousands of consumers coming in each week and checking out what you have, including downloading your podcasts, watching your videos, checking out your webinars, reading your stuff, and so forth. Most people can't do it all. The learning curve is too steep. You need help to get her done. My roots are lead generation and marketing, and I have cut through the chase to get a sizable audience. I've learned from some of the best. These people are the real deal, organic. That's what you want. Let me help. Go to TonyDurso.com and find clicks on the nav bar. Follow the link and let's set you up for a trial. That's TonyDurso.com and find clicks on the nav bar. C-L-I-C-K-S. Here's to your success. Hey, check out my other great interviews at TonyDurso.com. Thanks. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show. Today's show is with Esty Rand and Mario Knopfel, marketing and bootstrapping mavens. Mario has decided to launch a personal brand before reaching 30 years old and film a new venture being bootstrapped from zero to seven figures, documenting the entire process and the behind the scenes, including confidential, managerial, and strategic discussions. All right, and now back to the chat with Mario. So the other question is about how to deal with issues, you know, black swan events like the one you've had. Mine were pretty extreme. I had three years of how I was beaten down. My team were telling me, and, and that's where luck comes in. We had a lot of bad luck, things that were outside of our control. 
So one of my companies got scammed. Another one of my companies got betrayed by a supplier who breached an agreement. And we were crippled. On one stage, we're talking about one company considering bankruptcy, and we managed to pull through and grow the company again. And then next year, another company that was thriving gets scammed. The same conversation, I filmed it as well as on my vlog, where um, after being scammed, we're talking about bankrupting the company. It was that bad. People that were leading the company, I wasn't doing personal branding back then, so I was behind the scenes calling the, the shots, and they took advantage of that. And how to be able to deal with those and keep working, it was hard. You know, I, during the toughest period of time, I still woke up every day, exercised every morning, followed my routine. So routine is very important. And then having a stoic mindset. So as a stoic mindset, when something bad happens, you try to find the positive in it. So the, the book that I read is the, it's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So for example, when one of my companies got hacked, IBC, got scammed, not hacked. And a lot of money was lost and it crippled the business that was doing really well. On a personal level as well, it hurt me tremendously because the people that scammed me, I was very close to on a personal level. And the way they did it and they were doing it for a long time without me knowing was beyond unethical. It was just dirty. So I looked at it as, you know, what's the opportunity in that? And that triggered me to start my personal branding. So back then, I didn't have Facebook, no Instagram, no LinkedIn. I preferred to be private. And when that incident happened, I knew that being private was a weakness because they capitalized on it. Client didn't, clients didn't know who I was. Employees didn't know that I was the founder or CEO because I put one of my colleagues, um, who was a senior person in the company, I wanted him to be the face of the company so I can be behind the scenes and run my other companies. And that backfired. So when that happened, that triggered me and I started personal branding. I got a, you know, a colleague that started filming me even on a daily basis for a few months, created a lot of content, opened LinkedIn. I've got, I don't know how many thousand followers now. Just recently started Instagram, no Facebook yet. So an obstacle, an issue that almost crippled my business, created a whole new opportunity. Now an obstacle, a problem doesn't become an opportunity unless you make it so. So your podcast got hacked. I don't know the details yet, but you could sit there and say, shit, my podcast got hacked and I'm going to suffer and then get through it and then continue doing my business as usual. Or you can use it to create an opportunity. Oh, my podcast got hacked. What can I make out of this? Can I maybe document it and then write a book? Or, or, you can't write a book about this. Or make an episode about how to deal with a podcast getting hacked. That's what I'm doing. I started uh, filming how I'm dealing with when, when I'm being scammed. And I've got it all on video. And I'll be sharing it. And you can actually see me on video finding out, hey, on, on a call, being recorded, finding out that more people were actually scamming me. People that were saying, being very supportive on a call, finding out later on that I'm not believing it on a call. I'm saying, no way that's the case. You can watch me live. Absolutely impressive. This is Mario Knopfel bootstrapping to seven figures. And you can find him at MarioKnopfel.com. I'm going to spell that. Mario, of course, we all know that's a great Italian name. And I know there's some Italian in him somewhere. Little <laughs> joke there. Mario's M-A-R-I-O. His last name, Nawful, is N-A-W-F-A-L.com. you got to check it out, MarioNawful.com. Mario, I'm so impressed. And, you know, we talked about different things. And I think it's a matter of opportunity versus luck. We all get a lot of opportunities, and we have to choose. Do I follow this? Do I follow that? We get emailed with things all the time. We get 
care about things. We see things in the news. And it's really, I think, a matter of the right timing and saying, I can do something with this opportunity or I cannot do something with this opportunity. I really think that that's really the luck that we have is the smart and shrewd way in seeing something, assessing it, and then following along that path and to exactly. success. Exactly. You, you've said it. You've summed it up really, really well. Oh, thank you. And on, and on hacking, you know what it taught me? I got hacked so Tell bad. Me. I was totally out of business. I may as well have just gotten a job. But my wife said, Tony, you built this whole thing. You know everything about it. Just rebuilt. And so I rebuilt all my shows, my podcasts, my everything, my images, and just picked it right back up. And now here I am, 4 million downloads. Just no one would ever know oh, that there was a stutter. Oh. Thank you. And I actually mentor people now on how to build a world-class podcast because I know it just so well intrinsically. So when you follow through despite difficulties as, as you're doing, despite everything or anything that can come at you, you come out so strong as you are, you're now doing videos on scamming and growing a company because you've done it so well. It doesn't matter what happens anymore. You know you can be successful at it. Absolutely. And I think not only pull through tough periods, but actually turn them into an opportunity. And honestly, anyone that's going through a hard time, the book by Ryan Holiday that I've read countless times, it's a very small book, The Obstacle is the Way, gives you so many examples of people that went through things a thousand times worse than what I went through in my company. And they turned them into opportunities in the most unique ways. So don't only go through it and survive it, but actually use it to thrive. It sounds cheesy, but it's actually true if you think about it. It's possible to do that. And uh, honestly, that's the best way to make the most out of black swan events or uh, any issues you go through. We talked about luck and then we kind of stepped it up into the smart, shrewd, accessing, analyzing an opportunity, which now goes from luck to an opportunity. But I believe you talk, and we talked about this very little, a very little here and there. There's, there's a methodology behind success. Let's call it a science. I think you've cracked the code on some of this because you've got 14 successful companies. You know something about this. What's this science behind success, Mario? As soon as you said science behind success, I was just getting prepared to say, no, Tony, there is no science. It differs. But there is actually a formula. It's not, what, it's not how I achieve success. I'll give you two answers. First is something that I've read a couple of times. It's about, I've made a video about it as well. I don't know where they've posted it, probably on YouTube or LinkedIn. It's something called conscientious, conscientiousness. And it includes four things to achieve success. Two things that are not as important, being organized and being a perfectionist. They're important, but not as important as the next two points. Working hard and working smart. Working hard, you have to work hard. The amount of people that achieve success that did not work hard, I haven't met one yet. It, it just The harder you work gives you an edge over competitors. But what's more important than working hard, which doesn't need much explaining or convincing really, is working smart, or how I'd like to call calibrating your compass, doing the right thing. Because if you're working hard every day, but you're building a business to sell um, fax machines right now, that's uh, an extreme example, but you're not going to become a millionaire because you're not doing the right thing. It's 2019, not 1979. So making sure you're doing the right thing before you, you start working hard is paramount. Now, how do you do that? Well, in this book, Jim Collins' book, 
great, good to great. He talks about throwing pebbles before cannonballs or in the lean methodology, the lean startup, another book. It's about testing something. And that's how I run my businesses. I test different products. I test different strategies. I dip my toes in different industries, do different things. And when one thing lands, when I start getting clients, and how do I know? When someone's ready to pay for my service or product, I'm onto something. And then I double down like crazy. I put all my efforts in there because it's so hard to find something that works, to find an opportunity that when you do, especially in today's competitive market, when you find an opportunity, capitalize on it because your luck, hard work, throwing pebbles, you know, trying different things, all this comes together when you find an opportunity and that's when you need to double down and make the most out of it. So that's my answer. We're say secret to success, but that's a good general strategy to achieve success. Test different, I talked about conscientiousness, but it's about testing different things when finding something that works, doubling down like crazy to make the most out of it. Essentially, if you look at all my businesses, somehow that strategy applies. I and totally then another see thing that, too. that I'm going Go I'm, I'm going to mention one other thing, Tony, that look up, and I think you love that video. If you look up Bill Gross, Gross is G-R-O-S-S, TED. So he's got a TED speech on there, TED presentation. And he did a, a study where he looked at five or six things um, and, and six factors in achieving success and which one was the most important. And there were uh, startups funding, how much money they had, their business plan, their ID, how good the idea was, their team, and the fifth one, I think it was five, not six, the fifth one was timing, when they decided to launch their business. The most important thing, the least important, I think, was the business plan, and, and I'm not surprised, and I can you know, talk about this forever as well, but business plan was number five, number four was the um, funding, how much money they had, number three, I think, was the ID, number two was the team, and number one was timing. If someone had a great team of geniuses and launched Facebook or YouTube in 1990-something, that's when Bill Gross launched it. He launched YouTube before YouTube. And they had a lot of funding. They had a great business plan, a great team, a great idea. YouTube is an incredible idea. They would have failed like many others because the internet wasn't ready for YouTube. Or I'm in blockchain, for example. One of my businesses is in the blockchain space where there's, you know, people talk about the space, a lot of hype, a lot of money a lot of bubbles, but it's in the early stages right now. A lot of businesses are launching and we work with many startups with great ideas, very smart people, but the timing is not right. The technology is not ready to withstand those businesses. They've ticked all the boxes except timing and they're going to fail. So I think the first thing you should look at as a business is timing. Are you launching a product at the right time or a service? Is it the right time to launch that ID? Because if you get timing wrong, Nothing else matters. Every successful business, their timing was right. Whether it's, the, you know, you look at obvious things. If you're in e-commerce, you want to start selling a product on Amazon, just look at Google Trends. Is it trending? Um, another good book that I recently saw by a person called Ryan Levesque. It's actually, it's, it's pronounced Levesque, but it's a French name. But Ryan Levesque is how you spell it. And he's got a book called, he's got two books. One is called Ask, a good book and a new book called Choose. And in that book, one of the chapters, I think all of it, it's not a great book, it's an okay book, but one chapter is really important. It tells you how to find, if you're in e-commerce, how to find a product and go on Google Trends, the sweet spot on Google Trends before launching a product to make sure that it's the right time in the right market. And he talks a bit about that. 
concept as well with some good points and i made a video review about it a few days ago so that's the answer honestly it's just timing working hard we're doing the right thing at the right time so working hard doing the right thing at the right time would be my summary uh my answer to that question tony good answer thank you and timing is something that is is like luck or like the opportunity that we talked about you don't necessarily know you're in the right timing for a product so you have to really study and research your market and and perhaps even test it to make sure that the timing is right for that exactly you, you study you do all the studies you check you know, got a lot of tools you could use in e-commerce you could use something like google trends or samrush um in in blockchain you could use a lot of tools for different industries uh, google trends is perfect for that it's very simple but it's to the point um but you said one other thing you, you use all those tools to make sure you time it right but also test so you time it is it the right time or test check it out is there people that will buy your product don't worry about making a profit get a proof of concept will be will people pay for your service they do perfect you've got an opportunity let's see how much money you can make out of that opportunity start doubling down Mario, there's some great points here. I'm going to listen to this again and check out those books and those references you gave us. And I urge everyone in the audience, listen to this again. There is so much information. This is everything that you need to know. Follow the leads in this interview. will take you to where you need to go to make your business successful. And if you have a successful business, get another one going. Mario's got 14. Listen to someone that knows his stuff. Mario Knopfel, bootstrapping the seven figures, and you can find him at MarioKnopfel.com. I'm going to spell that again, M-A-R-I-O. That's Mario. Knopfel is N-A-W-F-A-L, MarioKnopfel.com. Absolutely love this. We got to have you back. There's so much more to talk about, Mario. Just love it. Thank you so much for sharing this great wisdom with us. We sincerely appreciate it. My pleasure, Tony. Thank you for your time. And for my amazing audience, thanks so much for listening. Remember, success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Be righteous. Join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 